Okay, welcome back in to another episode of Storytime with Steve. Hope everyone's enjoying the uh, previous episodes. I'm, I'm trucking along getting these uploaded. Um, I recorded a few uh, prior to the launch of the podcast, and now I'm going to start, you know, probably trying to do, you know, at least a couple of them a week. Um, and so we'll see how all that, all that goes. But today's topic is going to be one that I know I always enjoy talking about, which is uh, my so-called life in music and playing music in a band or otherwise. And uh, the title, as you can see on the listing there, was uh, The Day the Rock and Roll Dream Died. Yeah, I know it sounds very dramatic, but how it happened, I'd been playing in bands since I was about... I mean, really, the earliest was probably about 13 or 14 years old. Um, my best friend in middle school, Michael, we we started talking about putting a band together. You know, he had already been playing guitar, and um, his his dad was a guitar player, and I know he learned a lot from him. And so we we started to talk about putting a band together, and he taught me my first uh, guitar chords, and I started practicing that. Then I got my first bass and and kind of picked it up on my own kind of taught myself and you know went on later on to to take some lessons for some technique and things like that from the great now he's called joseph patrick moore but when i took lessons from him he was just called joey moore and there in west knoxville tennessee um of course he played in the at that time very popular local band sage with uh, now esteemed colleague Travis Wyrick, a, a pretty well-known music producer that has a studio there in Knoxville, Tennessee. So these are the kind of the guys that we were looking up to at the time. And, um, you know, Michael took lessons from Travis Wyrick, took guitar lessons, learned a lot from him. And so we'd kind of, you know, follow them around town and how they were doing. And anyway, we put our band together and we got the first band going and, and, uh, I thought that went really well considering how young we were. You know, we played some school functions, played some, you know, some parties, end-of-the-year school parties, and, um, you know, of course, played for our parents and people like that at, at our houses and, um, you know, just really enjoyed doing that. And then, of course, as time went on, you know, lineup changes happened and, uh, you know, Michael and I basically formed a a three-piece, what became an instrumental band eventually. But in the beginning of that band, we had another band member that went on to some, you know, some fame and and recognition on a national and international scale. Uh, that would be John Davis of famed Super Drag. I mean, you can look them up. They They have their own... Um, you know, catalog of music that uh, they were signed to. I believe it was Warner Brothers at one time. You know, they had MTV Airplay, um, you know, pretty extensive touring and definitely, in my opinion, made it big there for a while. So that was that was really neat that he was a member in one of my, one of my lineups in one of the bands that we had. You know, Michael and I kind of joined up with, with John Davis and uh, another guy named Mike Johnston, which we always called Mick. And they already kind of had their own band, and then Michael and I kind of joined with 
with those two guys, and we, we started practicing, had our own thing there for a while. Um, and then, as it happened, John just sort of, I mean, really, I don't even remember how it even ended. He just he just kind of started doing his own thing in other bands, and, I mean, that's really, there was no drama about it. It wasn't like he said, I quit, or, you know, we had any kind of disagreement. We just we just moved forward. I mean, that's the only thing I remember, the, the three of us. So it would be Mick on drums, Michael, and myself. Just a really solid three-piece. But, you know, John was handling the vocals um, when he was playing with us. So we just kind of let the vocals go. <laughs> I know that sounds funny, but we we just uh, were focusing on some heavy riffs and really tight kind of heavy music in that three-piece. And, you know, I came up with a name Dominion for the band, which is, is kind of funny now because a couple of, few years ago um my wife and i went to a big concert here at uh, bristol motor speedway that kenny chesney headlined and the opening act was called old dominion and a really great country act that has some phenomenal phenomenal songwriting and i think they write songs for a lot of people as well so anyhow this three-piece band of mine was called dominion and you know, we, we got some play around town, played, you know, uh, played out at a few places and, you know, did the same things, you know, played summer parties, people's houses, things like that. But the one night that stands out was the night that we played at a club called Rumors, which any Knoxville native would, would have remembered from back in that era, which would have been the... Anytime in the late 80s, early 90s, um, it doesn't exist anymore like a lot of these places. But at that time, it was called Rumors. And they would, they would especially on the weekends, they would have bands play. And they used to host this, this Battle of the Bands. They hosted that. And they also hosted a, the Baddest Guitarist in Knoxville contest, which you know I can touch on that later. But the Battle of the Bands was exciting. We had to submit our demo and and be accepted into the, um, the the lineup for that. So we, you know, we went out and we opened the show the night that we played, and I think there was three bands on the bill. So we opened, and then the second group, I can't, it's funny I can remember this, but I'm pretty sure the second band that played was called Do or Die, which I know the name doesn't sound great, but they were very good, really, really tight, they, I think they were three pieces as well. But, you know, of course, they had the full vocals and everything like that. And then the band that was headlining the night that played last, the infamous Night Lords. So all I, I didn't know much about the band. I mean, I'm sure they played around town some. I don't know where the guys were from. Maybe they're from Knoxville. I have no idea. But this group, especially at that time, the way I looked at them, was they were just old burnouts. These guys looked like they were your typical wannabe Motley Crue 80s metal band. You know, they, to me, looked like they were just beat up old guys, looked like they'd been playing in clubs forever, not going anywhere, had the jet black dyed hair, probably dyed it every single day, you know, that whole long hair look thing. Which that's fine. A lot of people had that look, but they they just with the clothes and the the gear and the sound they 
to me they just looked like a, a, an 80s LA metal band wannabe like a Motley Crue or something and uh, I can tell you that a couple of their songs did stand out because I just thought it was so hilarious um, I mean well then they opened their show with the self-titled Night Lords song it was just hilarious it was you know they come out screaming it's like Night Lords Night Lords yeah I know my singing's excellent on that. But it was really funny. And so I'm sitting up there. And the only reason I even hung around because they did the vote count. You know, people got a ticket when they entered the door. And, you know, you drop the ticket into the box with the band name on it. That's how you voted. So the only reason I was really even hanging around was because, you know, obviously I wanted to see who won the, who won the night for the battle. And then you advance to the next round or whatever it was. And I'm, so I'm sitting there watching this band, and I'm thinking, looking at these guys and their ages and the whole situation, and then it just hit me. I thought, that will not be me. And that's kind of why this is called The Day That The Rock and Roll Dream Died, because up to that point, I just had this kind of ideal about wanting to make it big in music, and oh, I would love to play in a band as you know, and be famous and do all this. And I'm thinking, but if this is the road you have to go playing in the, these kind of places and dealing with this kind of situation and, and seeing these guys and being that old and, you know, seemingly not going anywhere doing it, I thought, no, I don't think so. But I continued to play on. And then, you know, that band sort of ended. And then Michael and I joined another group. And we had a, we had a good run with that group. Um, and I can touch on that later, but so there you have it. Sadly, that was the day the rock and roll dream died. Until next time, with story time with Steve. Twenty twenty three, Steve Lacey.